Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're your hostesses. I'm Olivia. And I'm Lauren. Lauren, how are you? <sighs> Not too bad, actually. Um, again, I'm I kinda I'm kinda getting worried that we're recording this so frequently um with such vigor. Cause I don't think I told you this earlier when we we're talking, but I was I was again woken up last night by mysterious sounds in the house the cats were jumping on my face like it was a bloody west end musical um and I must have been about four o'clock or whatever and I like I got up and you know when you get the feeling when like something's just not right yeah like you're not alone almost yeah and this is get this is giving me a bit like and I'm sorry to go right into this by the way but this is why this is why I'm 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 feeling a bit down today or not down today but I'm feeling a bit kind of like whoa a bit off aren't you like I'm a bit off I'm not as I'm not as buzzy as I normally am um so I started to hear banging downstairs last night I I earlier it could be Sometimes because my my house is kind of on a main road, right? So if someone was getting up super early to like go to work in their car or whatever, because it was around about, I would say by this point, it was like five o'clock. But because we're going into fucking autumn already, I mean, seriously, guys, um, you know, the nights are getting darker. The mornings are still darker. I'm not loving it, to be honest with you. Um, okay, okay. There was quite, yeah, there was quite distinctive kind of like, and I was like, don't tell me it's going to start banging downstairs or whatever. Like, honestly. And I'm like, they couldn't be working at this time. No way. So 
but it reminded me when we first moved in here actually I remember I, I did hear a couple of like noises downstairs and I think it's just because there's houses all around it maybe carries from other houses but it did freak me out a bit got up, went to the toilet put on the nightlight in the toilet and stuff and just kept it on um meanwhile the cats were like oh my god you're awake can you give me some dreamies and I was like no it's too oh my early it's like three o'clock mum <laughs> but I was a bit yeah last night so I came back to bed I think I watched or listened to something on my phone for like a, a, like half an hour or so and I fell asleep again then I had this rad stream um which I actually can't remember now but I remember waking up and being like I must tell Olivia and then I forgot I had a dream like that last night as well I said to my dad I can't remember what happened but I can remember waking up really really scared and having to put like I don't normally watch telly before bed or anything but I had to put the telly on to fall back asleep. Do you ever get like that? Like when you've got yeah. really freaks you out. And my go-to is always either Family Guy or Superstore or Friends. So I put a bit of Superstore on because I absolutely love Lauren Ash. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, what kind, right, let's rewind. Obviously, if you don't want to talk about it too much, that's totally fine. Um, what kind of banging? Did it sound like it was coming from in the house, outside the house? Are you not sure? Sometimes because of the, the business that's downstairs, like... It like sound carries really well, and I'm just like it was a kind of like it was like a knocking sound, and I was just like, what the fuck is this now? And I was just kind of like, and you know when you get into your head, like you know how we were, you know how I was like, obviously like I was talking about that murder thing that like, I was watching last night about that Jodie Arias and stuff, and we were talking about all that, and I don't know, maybe I watched too many murder things before bed, and it's just, like, freaking me out and all that, and then, um, yeah, it seemed like somebody was, like, knocking or whatever, and it could, it could, I mean, it could be some, it would sound like someone was perhaps knocking on my front door, so, I mean, that's what it kind of sounded like, and fair enough, if somebody's walking by pissed doing that, whatever, but, like, it was, just wasn't, there was no one there, I would hear them, because you can hear the street really well as well, if somebody's, like, talking and stuff, so it was, it was like a dull thudding, and, and how long like, did it last? It was like intermittently for maybe about 30 minutes. And I was like, the fuck is this? And that's why I was like proper like, and I was like, I wish my mum would come stay sometimes. Well, <laughs> like, 100%. Like, because like, see if I had been like 30 seconds, you could probably explain it away by being something like a, a fanny walking past. Like maybe Liz Truss um, walking past. <laughs> Trying to get votes. Yeah. But... <laughs> I, I get why you're freaked out. I, I would be too. Yeah. And it, it might totally be explainable, but because of the stuff that we watch before bed, our brains are like. <laughs> I think it could be maybe, it could have been one of the neighbors, I think, but I was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, I was like, anyway, your, your mind just goes in overdrive. You're by yourself. The cats weren't settled. And you're just like, kind of like, oh, going to give us a break. Give us a break. Do you know what I mean? Because the thing is, more often than not, we probably can't. There is an explanation for it, and it probably was your neighbours. Yeah, it's just it's not it's not it's not a one off in your house that you've heard something, you know. And, and the circumstance of what's below your house <laughs> makes. Well, it was like if someone, if someone like sometimes you think, oh god, is someone not dead? Are they trapped in a coffin downstairs and they're trying to knock their way out? I was like proper, like oh my god. But to be fair, I mean nah it was it's it was probably just someone on the street sometimes the, for some reason the, the neighbors down the road somebody definitely goes to work really early not my next neighbors further down and I think maybe they were just like going to work early or something like that and I was like ah but like yeah freak me out a bit and then I was watching my new favorite um show that you can pay for on YouTube called Cellmate Secrets so I was watching all that shit Absolutely elite honestly 
absolutely elite like so it was like that was kind of weird as well but I love all that shit because it's like probably like what they're really like behind bars like all these famous serial killers or like contemporary yeah. killers yeah because Chris Watts I mean I've not watched episodes but I know that he isn't like he hasn't like shown that much remorse or anything for what he's done he's got a lot of like verbs that he, that he writes doesn't he like that he writes notes to and stuff oh yeah well apparently and then apparently he wrote to this he wrote to this woman like way before I can't remember he stopped communicating with her but initially she was wanting to write a book and her her way of of getting into him or what getting to his head was that she wanted to tell the true story for his family both like Shanann's and like his mum and dad and stuff by the way I've I've watched so many psychological videos about him like I was obsessed with that case for so long and I remember like I think his mum and dad or mum in particular has got some serious serious issues like it's bizarre but anyway um I didn't think it was premeditated like the the murder well he told them he told this woman that it was that he'd been planning her murder and they knew what he was going to do when he put his kids to bed and all this type of shit and I think I suppose I listened to like I I can't remember what whether it was program or podcast episode about it and it dissected everything and he had to have premeditated it to some extent because he had to message the guy the day before to have access to those oil drums mm-hmm. on. so he knew mm-hmm. the next day what he was planning to to do mm-hmm. and like he said as well and by the way for anyone that doesn't know this case I mean this isn't a murder podcast obviously but like we're both into murder podcasts or like serial killer podcasts uh, on a side note and um this guy Chris Watt is really really famous he like murdered his family like his two young daughters and his wife suddenly and he was having an affair and I think it was probably one of the most shocking contemporary like cases that we've seen because it was just so he was like like we said but like we were speaking about this yesterday I think the scariest thing about Chris Watts is how fucking average he is he is so average he did not like there was no crimes before there was no signs or anything like pointing to somebody who was going to commit such a violent offense he wasn't like torturing animals you know all these telltale signs um and I remember when we were first starting this you sent me um the EVP session with Shanann with is it Costas yeah so clear she's so fucking clear it's Shanann's voice and it's like, wild it's so wild. wild and like when he says stuff during like he's like I'm really sorry what happened you had your whole life ahead of you and she's like yep I did and her voice and then the body are in the mirror. Oh, wild man! I know, I know. If anyone, uh, again, if anyone's interested in this, there's like wild. So when they were went after the murder and Chris confessed and all this type of stuff, they did like, a, or maybe it was before he confessed, they did like a dog. You know, when they take dogs into like houses to check for like, you know, corpses smelliness and stuff. Yeah, it's like um, a cadaver dog. That's what it is. Cadaver dog. That was it. Yeah, these two women went in and they were like they recorded EVPs like on their body cams of like someone saying this is our. It was like really freaky. It's like this is our house, and then one of the voices said, "Cece, look up. I'm going to be doing an episode on EVPs in the next couple of weeks, probably next week actually." Um, so I think I'll be looking at that, showing some examples and stuff of like really freaky EVPs that've been picked up. But check that out on YouTube and stuff. Um, in the show notes because I've got it from when you sent me it and even the body cam footage is fucking mm. wild like Shanann's in the mirror and then he goes to the stairs and then there's like either Cece or Bella walking up the stairs I know it's so traumatic like but um but yeah it's an average white guy like there is nothing special there was nothing they they think he was a 
a narcissistical personality though with I mean obviously because he has no it was all about him he even turned it on Shanann and tried to say that she killed her own kids which she never would have done because she was absolutely like besotted with them and stuff so yeah he's a he's got like a personality disorder or something like that as well but like in prison now he's like he's like converted to like you know extreme Christianity and stuff and writing all these books with his cellmate and stuff and like yeah I just think he's fucked up but I think um, he is the epitome of white male privilege. He oh, has totally. really had a struggle for many things in his life. And as soon as Shanann put up boundaries, he couldn't deal with it. Well, allegedly he told, well, I think I I, I wasn't paying attention to, enough to that part, but I think he like, he almost tried to suffocate his own kids while they're in the house or he gave them something like pills or something before bed and he didn't expect them to wake up but what she had said to him was if you leave me you're never going to see the kids again and then he went to suffocate her and he said that basically in the letter that he sent to this woman he said that he had already he knew he'd researched how to like choke someone's windpipe without much effort so he'd all he premeditated all that like how he was going to choke her and stuff how's your fucking kids though that he choked andy well and and his wife i mean it's just it's all awful awful, but I I mean I'm not a mum but I'm an auntie and I'm obsessed with my niece and nephew I adore them if anybody fucking touched them I would kill them I do not understand how you can override that instinct to murder a child and like his kids like I mean your own children like they look he they even looked like him do you know what I mean it's bizarre he's watched his wife give birth to those children that he made and he said he wanted to get his dick wet. Like, that was literally why. And he had sex with her that night as well when she got back. And I'm sure he had made plans to, like, there was something to do with, like, the day before he made plans with Nicole, but made sure it was after so he'd have time to dump the bodies. That's disgusting. Also, that Nicole, what the fuck was she doing, by the way? That was his mistress, the reason why, allegedly, why he did all this. So I think she knew he was married. I don't think she knew he was going to murder them all. No, I don't think she. I don't think she was involved with that. She's had to totally go, like she's had to go into hiding. This is another thing. It's like a classic thing. Like she's had to go into hiding over his behavior. As much yeah. as she couldn't have slept with a married man, she's yeah. near on the scale of what he has done to his own family. Bizarre, but yeah, Bizarre. still the scapegoat has changed her names. Anyway, we could rant for days. I know. So but, how are you, by the way? <laughs> I'm fine so I've had COVID shock but I'm on day seven I'm definitely a lot better I've just kind of got cold now I'm gonna walk this morning not near anyone so don't come for me but it was just so nice to get out um yeah I'm I'm fine I had a a freaky dream last night as well um you remember it it was something demony I can remember that um but I've been watching a lot of like I've now became a patreon of red-handed and yeah. I really like their stuff. Um, but I, I can't remember what case it was. There was a couple of cases that I was just like, oh, like, it's so scary to, like, listen to what somebody could feasibly do to you just walking down the street. Do you know what it was? Do you know what was the one that scared me? We were talking about, um, they were on private parts. Do you know the one with Jamie Lang, the guy from Maine Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, what case has scared you guys the most? And one of the hosts said there was this case of this girl who was walking home to her friend's house. It was like down the street 
and she walked past a van but it was like like stationary it wasn't on there was nobody in it and like the side door opened swiped her and like she was taken to a torture chamber and tortured and killed bloody hell and i'm like no i've got a fear of walking past the van and it was a white transit van and apparently it's really hard to um to like narrow down a white transit van because they're so common yeah I can't remember if this was one actually whether he didn't kill some of them he just drugged them and tortured them and then left them somewhere and they couldn't remember what happened but he had like sex toys with like blades on them to fucking hell awful so now I've got a new unlocked fear of walking past vans <laughs> well do you remember in the early well you wouldn't remember because you're too young but I remember when I was in primary school in the early 90s there was all I mean maybe this was the same when you were at school like there was always rumors of like there was always a van that was going around snatching up your kids snatching oh, up your yeah, wives yeah. <laughs> like, they're gonna offer you sweets that was always yeah but there we're actually was that. when I was in primary school I remember the police had to come when I was in P1 because there was there was a couple that had been driving around asking kids to come in the car for whatever reason so they had to come and be like stranger danger um but it's like it's wild to think of school now like my nephew's in primary school and like you have to have like when I went to go and collect them sometimes you have to have the safe word or a safe code they can't leave without an adult there and I'm like I literally used to like walk down the other side of the street when I was in like primary three to go get them I know I mean in the 90s like you I mean I have to say I was quite lucky when I went to school because like my, I would get the bus to in West Calder around front I'd get the bus all the way to my granny's house my granddad would always get me off the bus and stuff it's quite oh. lucky but but like you know w- when we were young I mean you would get to go to your pal's house and walk whenever you wanted and stuff you just had to be aware that you were not allowed to get into anybody's transit van or whatever but like I can just remember my mum used to like because the there was no car parker because school's busy I guess she used to park in like there would be like a street down from the school and she'd park in the corner of the street next to it. I wouldn't be allowed to do that now. Wild, isn't it? Hmm. I do think kids are like a little bit overprotected now though as well. I think there should be like, I think uh, some freedoms should be allowed. Like, because I lived in, I'll get to this later in the episode actually, because this is our, shall I introduce what this session is? Oh, very telling title we're actually going to do. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is probably, um, we're going to do these in, uh, as frequently as possible because obviously we have set episodes. We're, we're not really consistent with like theme. We're not, we don't do like, you know, a venue every week. Sometimes we'll do like, you know, for instance, Olivia is going to be doing like a Ouija board sort of um, deep dive and I'll be doing an EVP deep dive and stuff but um we're gonna have intermittently sinister sessions this is what we've called them um so we're gonna try and recount like our friends stories our family stories and if we um when we get like obviously sent in like stories from like listeners and stuff we'll we'll, we'll give them like a good going over and like and either we'll play them live or we'll or we'll recount them in our own fabulous ways and stuff so this is going to be the first of many sinister sessions with is this place haunted so excited so excited um and the first session this week is where we got to give a shout out to to our friend Adele for sure we've been meaning to do this actually um so Adele not only introduced us as as friends so big shout out to that thank you for bringing two amazing queens together (laughs) but 
also Adele listens to every single episode she shares it she promotes it so thank you Adele for being so supportive of us and thank we love you. you and also everyone who's not we know you're not <laughs> yeah we know you're not we know you're not we've we've paid for our subscription we've paid for the deeper dive analytics to our podcast and we know that our friends here are not listening so yeah we're calling we're calling, yeah. out. We're calling it out on the podcast and I, I, my friends have said like they're too scared to listen there's a couple of my friends yeah bullshit <laughs> no because it's so funny you know sometimes it can be dead funny but I've never I mean I've not listened to one of our episodes but that that we're not like maybe I'm biased I've not been like oh my god I'm not gonna sleep tonight well to be fair one of our episodes I was like I'm, I can't listen to that tonight I'm gonna listen to it like in, a, in the daytime tomorrow or whatever yeah. but um can we also give a special shout out to this person in Dallas or these people in Dallas who consistently download our episodes I just like to say thank you thank you America <laughs> honestly the americans are really pulling through for us dallas we see you philadelphia we see you we see you hun and you know what beloved americans we know it's a bit of a shit state of affairs over there just now so best of luck with everything that's happening um with your <laughs> democracy you wish them all the best of luck in their endeavors <laughs> yeah and your endeavors with your and gilead basically and gilead but at the same time as well thank you so much and do and do share it because we're going to try and do a lot of american like sort of stories and content as much as possible so things that interest you and actual fact as well if you um if our international listeners want to hear a bit more like scottish stuff as well i know that's a bit of a an interest because of certain heritage over there so if you want us to cover a bit more scottish content we can do that as well we just live and breathe it so we just don't think to do it as much I'm but... saying, like we love everything paranormal and we're, we're going to basically do every aspect of that because you know what or a podcast but mm-hmm. also I would love stuff like a lot of Scottish folklore and things like that it's so cool so yeah we, we can cover all of that at a later date yeah. San Francisco and Dallas you are really pulling through and we see you thank you San Fran's absolutely I would love to go to, I'd love to go to Dallas yeah, as well yeah. but I'd love to go to San Francisco <gasps> imagine San Francisco at Pride <gasps> imagine or like I mean I love Dallas Real Housewives of Dallas love it everything's got a it's either can we go for pride or is there a real housewife there oh my god i just i would just love i'd love to get one of the real housewives on. see if we ever get to a point where we can get one of the real housewives on the pod and be like what's your scariest thing and they'll be like lisa rena or whatever my house is haunted you beast <laughs> just like own it demon own it <laughs> Own, own it I'm a bitch and so's the ghost <laughs> I'm not gonna lie my first gut instinct was it's gonna be Kyle I think Kyle would be the most likely to come on I think she'll tell us our ghost stories she probably would actually I'm not a massive fan of Kyle though I have to say like if I had to pick through the the sisters I would probably pick Kim's my fave oh I love Kim I think Kim's very problematic I think she's problematic. I think she's been through a lot of trauma. I think, do you know, I think that we're now going down a deep dive. Have you ever done a Reddit deep dive of Kim Richards? Mm-hmm. And it says, like, what's happened to her and maybe, like, what she was, you know, exposed to growing up. And it's awful. But also when you watch episodes, I'm like, she is quite abusive to Kyle to sometimes. Like, she's quite gaslighty. Well, I, you know, I was talking about that Instagram earlier that I've been listening to, the psychological one. She does a deep dive into um, their relationship and stuff. And apparently, oh, like... That's um, actually Kyle's the abuser 
she thinks mm-hmm. so we don't want to cast aspersions on them by the way this is just like you know people this is just opinions of people i mean i'm sure that it's a much more complex story and i watch kyle i like you know i like kyle she's just not my favorite housewife do you know what i mean um but i do feel for kim in a big way i don't know why i think she's had a really hard life um i do like kyle but see the most recent episode i also we, i promise we will get onto the ghost story soon <laughs> most recent episode like the, the last couple she's been such an instigator of drama that's but I, i'm sure kim's like one of the exec producers i'm pretty sure she is oh sorry kyle is so i kyle does shit stir she's the worst of the shit stirrers but like i think she does it to move the story along she started that thing she started the argument over the table is it last week or the one before because she was like rena didn't you say this didn't you say and i'm like it's a it's a charity dinner like choose the place oh that was so toothless and homeless or whatever it was or toothless not homeless <laughs> remember when kathy was like it's a bad name why is she angry at me <laughs> kathy's like the toothless and homeless <laughs> i think kathy is hilarious but now that i've heard that there's drama about to come that she's used uh, gay slurs it makes me like not like her anymore did she i thought it was racial slurs she'd used was it gay slurs it was apparently she said the f word to one of Sutton's assistants what they say oh my god about somebody that was gay mm, that's not great so it's like as much as I see before before I knew that I thought she was fucking hilarious and I was like I actually can't tell if it's put on or not and see when she's like who's hunky dory <laughs> like, I think it is put on I think Kathy is a lot more I mean she's a lot more calculating than we oh, yeah. are calculating than we know and um, again there was a lot in that Instagram that girl was covering off the relationship between Kathy her mother and like Kyle and Kim and stuff and like Kathy's just like a, a has learned behavior from their mother who was pretty abusive from what I know but mm-hmm. anyway she's, she's very humorous so we, we like that yes yeah, did you see the bit where she's in Crystal's house and she's like do you have crackers Any oh ch- yeah I know they, they went from being like you know listen I'm really I'm sorry about everything you don't have to do whatever those women say don't put a timeline on it by the way do you have a cracker That's <laughs> that was literally the exact conversation <laughs> she's like I'm really sorry about your eating disorder and I'm so sorry and you need to get better for you but do you have any crackers yeah and then crystal's husband is like yes would you like some stilton would you like some gouda was gouda good for you like, yeah, he's, oh, i think he's an unsung hero i really like him what's his name again rob, rob. that's it rob yeah he's the, what is he the director of what was it fucking is it lion king he he directed oh yeah oh yeah yeah crystal's I'm sorry to go on about Housewives, guys, but like seriously, I do think they need to really rethink Housewives because Diana, I'm not a fan of at all. I don't get her weird gay boyfriend or whatever, <laughs> and, and like I do also. I think Rinna has like run her course. Like, get rid of Rinna. Get rid. Get a whole new cast on, or bring get back the old cast on. Yeah, bring back Taylor. Bring bring back Brandy. Bring back Kim. Who else? I mean, I don't think like Vanderpump. I would love to see her back. I don't think she ever did. Lisa Vanderpump. No, there's too much bad blood there, I think, unfortunately. Um, um, but I, like, that was, those were the days, like, when Brandy had just joined Taylor, like, Camille, get Camille back on. Camille, do you know, Camille is one of the best housewives, unsung hero. She was rotten in the first series because she was picked on so bad. But, like, every other series, she's a, she is a queen. She is a, I love Camille. I Camille Rapper, whatever her name 
probably one of the most genuine she is she's so genuine and she's like a girl she is a girl's girl like I've seen like I said before I've seen earlier like videos of her like dancing clubs and that she's like I don't need no man I'm here to dance with my girlfriends and have a good time and I'm not leaving for any man you know I honestly I love her so much do you remember the episode and this will be the last bit of housewives do you remember the episode where the this there was a psychic and she was like your husband will never emotionally fulfill you know that <laughs> I told this was the, 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 the dinner from hell or whatever they named it or something. And then so, she fell out with Camille for the way she looked at that dinner. And I'm like, I think you did. I think you did that yourself. Was that when when she called the morally bra- bankrupt? What's her name? The morally corrupt Faye Resnick. <laughs> oh yeah, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. <laughs> Although having listened to a podcast about Nicole Brown Simpson, she was quite morally corrupt. I'm kind of like. A Stan Camille, she wasn't wrong. She wrote a book about her friend dying like really quickly after. Um, I do think that Faye has been a good friend. She would be a good friend of though, like more permanently. Like she'd come in because remember she was always have these showdowns with Brandy all the time. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, we love housewives and we love ghosts. To summarize, <laughs> two favorite things in the whole world. Yeah. So um, I was thinking, um, should we, um, we're going to read out Adele's Okay, yeah, I'm sure this began with a thank you to Adele. Um, Who also loves Housewives, by the way. She loves Housewives, we love Adele. Um, She introduced us, we met almost years ago, talking about ghosts. Um, So thank you, Adele, and we're going to play your story first. Right, I'm going to try, and if not, we'll try, we'll find a way of getting this into the thing. Hello ladies, I have a wee spooky story for you. I have a wee... What? Hello ladies, I have a wee spooky story for you. So um, we have some family friends and when I was about 14 or 15, they were staying in a holiday house up near Fort William in the Highlands. And halfway through the week, they phoned my mum and asked if they wanted if they wanted to come and stay with them with me and um, it was halfway through the easter holidays we had nothing on so mom and dad were like yeah brilliant let's just go up and join them free holiday does it so we got up there and it was like very old um cottage right on the loch it was beautiful in a wee town near balakulish in fort william and it has all these things on it and it was like this is the site um of where part of the massacre of Glencoe happened between the Campbell and the Macdonald clan. I was like, oh, this is quite eerie. Um, and there were loads of old portraits of people, like old clan leaders. And it was just, it was, it was a very creepy sight. And to top it all off, the garden was a graveyard. So um, it was one of these places where you think, oh, there might be something going on here. But I was 15 and thought, this is cool as anything. Like, I want to see a ghost. So... We had a really nice time. Um, I was sleeping in a, the room with the two kids who were six and four because they were too scared to sleep by themselves. Fair enough. And they had like this black bedroom with these creepy doors that were like um, locked, but they clearly went to somewhere else, but they were locked. And it was just, just creepy as, but I was fine. I never noticed anything going on. I just was just soaking up the creepy atmosphere and thought it was brilliant. So a few years later... Uh, we were having, this is actually just a few years ago, we were having dinner with the same couple and we started talking about the holiday and they were like, oh my God, that place was so creepy. 
that's why we asked you to come up because we were so scared we didn't want to stay by ourselves I was like oh my god what happened so it turns out the night before they asked us to come up um, the couple were lying in bed and the, the husband went down to get a drink of water and while he was away the wife was lying in bed and the door handle was moving back and forward it was like a doorknob sorry and it was like shiggling back and forward she was like hey, Peter like her husband is that you and he was walking downstairs like he could hear the tap running and it was just moving and moving and moving and when he came back upstairs she was like we are not staying here blah blah, blah. but he's like no I'm paid for it. we'll just get out and learn how to come up <laughs> so yeah um creepy creepy that's my my spooky story i'm sure there were more things that happened but that's the standout one that i remember so yeah i wondered if it was someone from the massacre of glencoe that was uh coming to get his revenge that's Ooh. a cool one that is a spooky one thanks for that adele i appreciate you sending that to us um i've actually never been to glencoe you know that no me neither do you know what else my knowledge of like jacobite history is so poor yeah, I know. I need to work on it. I'm going to start watching Outlander. <laughs> we got taught about it in school more. Because, like, I can tell you the dates that, like, there was World War. No, I can't. I used to be able to tell you when there was World Wars and stuff. But we never really fully got taught about Jacobite history. Anyway, I, div- I diverge. Um, that was really cool. And, like, also, we love this stuff. But for Adele to have a spooky story is not like her as much. No, I know. I mean, me and Adele, like, we, like, she certainly, when she used to stay at the house, like, because she used to stay at the flat quite frequently as well. And I'm, I'm sure she's, I'm, I'm sure she felt there was a bit of an eerie feeling in, in the flat as well. But I remember we, we, we went down the, did we go down Mary King's Close? We went down actually together. Did you not hear some, was there not something that creeped out? Because I can remember her messaging me, be like, I can't explain this. Like, I'm actually quite freaked out. She heard a coin drop or something, but completely the other side of the vault where there was no one there oh that's right yeah yeah I remember, that. That, well, I remember when we went down many kings close um it was me Adele and a whole bunch of Russians and I feel really bad actually about this because they, they said oh we're from Russia and they're all super like nice and stuff but I think something was kicking off in Russia at the moment must have been maybe when you know when that poisoning happened and I went I was like oh I'm sorry I'm just kidding <laughs> oh, um, <God. laughs> bless like Imagine that was like Putin's family or whatever, and you were like, "You." themselves like, "Boo!" But that was so. But, um, that was a really good story. I know. I remember. Um. I w- yeah, I was supposed to go to Glencoe actually. Um. At one point, but I've heard. I've heard people say that there's a really tense vibe when you go like visit that, that whole area. Like it's almost like there's like a thick kind of like tension in the air and stuff really like that. Really like atmospheric. Um, when you go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go at some point. I'm supposed to go stay in there and be and be with my friend actually the next couple of weeks. So I might suggest we go there, do a bit of a EVP investigation, maybe. Yeah. Oh my god, you should still do that. Imagine I know. EVP, and then you could put it in your EVP episode. I know. I, I'd hope to get some live stuff. But yeah, thanks for sending it. And and again, call out to everyone. Anyone who wants to appear on the podcast, wants to send us a couple of voicemails. I've got a few from my two of my other friends, or my friend Alice and her friend Lee, who I also love by association, and he seems so cool. They sent me a wicked amount of um like ghost experiences, but we're talking like ten minutes worth, and I think they're a bit pissed, so it's quite like in depth. <laughs> 
but so we'll need to have like a dedicated episode to Alice and Lee's experiences because they were freaky by the way because he's got like um shout out to those guys he's got certain um abilities and stuff like that so we definitely need to get an episode with those guys on because that's really interesting actually is this your friend in London no I think he's up north and Alice is from well she lives in Edinburgh so they're quite they're kind of locals and stuff but they've got some on yeah yeah we're gonna get a session with those because honestly it's like I think they sent me about 40 minutes worth of like ghost stories and I was like what it's like that needs an episode yeah 100% and thank you so much for for sending that and taking the time to do that yeah so uh do you want to kick off with your story or should I should I kick off with my dad reprimanding me this week about a story that I told and not enough detail apparently well I do because I've got quite one so I'll do the, the couple of quick ones from mum and then you can go into your dad's fun mm-hmm. um so I spoke to my mum my mum is not very she's quite skeptical I would say but she had a couple of weird things happen um so she told me the first story was both of these were our old house um and my middle sister it uh, was I think that her, my mum's neighbour or friend or whatever was clairvoyant, medium, could see things. And my sister was like running about the house and he was like, has she got an imaginary friend? Mum's like, yeah. And they were like, oh, she's been with the little ghost boy. Like he's here. And he was like, there's so many kids here. Like it must have been like a nursery of some sort back in some time. But he was like, but they're, but they're happy. Like it's nothing bad, but they're all playing together. So he could see them like running around our table and stuff like that. And she and my sister was running around the table, like acting like a kid would with an imaginary friend. So that was weird. And then my mum told me another story in that house, which is really weird because this house, I think I've mentioned, like my dad built the whole street. So he built this house for, for us to live in. And so nobody lived there before because my dad built it, but it might be in the grounds, who knows? Who knows? Um but I grew up near Roslyn, which is quite like an old place to grow up. Like there's a chapel and everything like that. So there could be something there. But the other story was one time, I think my mum was ill with flu or something. And my dad had taken us all to the cinema to get, get us out of the house so she could just have a nap, a bit of a break. And they had a cat at the time who was basically a house cat. But whenever he wanted to go outside, they would just like open the door and let him out and like he would come back in. and um, Anyway, he stayed most of the time in the house um, and my mum went to go and sleep and she just, so it was like a long kind of bungalow shaped house. So my mum went to go and sleep and she heard like racket coming from the kitchen and she's like, oh my God, I need to go and let this bloody cat out. So she walked up like down the hall feeling shit and like she said it was a racket, like he was jumping on like pots and pans and stuff. And... um, she walked through and he had been let out by my dad and was out in the garden. There's no cat flap to get back in. But she was like, I was so ill that I was like, I can't fucking be bothered with ghosts and walked back to bed. <laughs> I was like, what a vibe. <laughs> no, that's a whole mood for me here as well. Like, see when stuff kicks off, because I never, like, see even last night, I, like, don't have, I don't have my glasses on. So, like, I can't see anything because I'm, like, so blind. So I was like, even if a ghost was, like, standing in front of me, like, saying stuff, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> I'm blocking out the haters with my own short side. <laughs> Can't see you. That's that's scary though about your sister. Oh, do you know I never I never had any imaginary friends when I'm young. Not that I remember anyway. And stuff. I'm not I had didn't either. But yeah, I'm, I'm just not that. 
yeah but your mum with the rattling pans oh no thanks I would be like freaking out I think though as and we've mentioned this before I think when you just ignore it and you don't acknowledge it it just fucks off do you know what I mean absolutely and like see the last week having COVID especially the first couple of days if a ghost came near me I would have been like I can't I can't deal (laughs) yeah like get away from me (laughs) or catch COVID if you want I just don't care yeah (laughs) just can't be arse like basically I'm gonna start like I think here I'm gonna start that as well I'm just gonna be like oh do you know what I actually kind of fuck with this I'm just gonna watch telly or whatever put put on TikTok or whatever for a bit well I suppose like if the if you you do react with like I'm not rising to this and it will please stop it well apparently that's what you're supposed to say so so yeah that's my mama's story I found that quite cool yeah especially because your mom's a bit of a skeptic isn't she she's not really like into it and stuff so to regale you with that is pretty pretty free mm-hmm. so on to skeptics so I went for dinner with my dad this week and my grandmother and they were talking about the podcast and he gave me some critique but I also said that he'd listened to one of our earlier episodes where I had spoken about something that had happened at his house and um so when my dad um when my mum and dad parted ways my dad bought a house a really quite an old house down in the village where I'm from and stuff like that and um it was it's like it was a it's like a beautiful old old house sort of like um what do you call it like semi like attached thingy semi (laughs) it's a semi (laughs) and um it's in a cul-de-sac in a in a really old part of the village in in West Calder and um so he basically um so apparently like my dad's I remember the stairs in his house were like super super like steep for some reason and you'd like come into his house it's like a wee hallway and then you would go up this big flight of stairs to get to the two rooms upstairs which were like super old I think his house was probably built about the same time as mine in the 1800s so um my dad said that he would be now in the cul-de-sac there's like there would be no way no one passes by no one would be cutting about at that time of night and stuff and the neighbors were all like families and things like that so you wouldn't have like rowdy neighbors like coming by at whatever time so not long after my dad moved into the house he said that he would be sleeping upstairs and what really triggered me with this and I don't I didn't really say it to him at the time this week but I was like it happened at three o'clock in the morning oh no yeah and I was like oh fuck so basically my dad was upstairs sleeping and he said at three o'clock his bell would be pushed and it was like and like similar to the bell that I have here it would be like an old almost ornamental type style of like sort of Victorian style bell which would be like you'd press it in and it's not like bing bong it would be like a like you know an old bell that would ring like a like almost like a school thing and he said that um intermittently not just for like one time he said this happened for weeks he said it would ring at three o'clock in the morning and he would get down he would get up out of bed get a fright get up out of bed go downstairs he said that one night he thought it was perhaps my brother because like I think my brother was out for a drink locally or whatever and he thought perhaps that David had like gone to his house instead of like to my mum's or whatever and like he was like trying to get into the house and stuff went downstairs expecting to see David and then basically opened the door nobody was there and he said this happened like intermittently for weeks so not just like days and stuff and it got to a point where he was like like I can't explain this and it's really starting to freak me out scare me so 
and, and he said it wasn't like a bell that's like easily pushed either and because he, he thought it could be oh maybe it's like a change in atmosphere maybe it's an electrical fault and it's like no it had to be like seriously pushed in by someone so he ended up disconnecting it and like was like I'm gonna get a new bell because this this can't happen or whatever so he disconnected all the wiring and stuff like that and then he said that um the next day he was speaking to his neighbor a woman who I also know actually um from being young and um she said oh that'll be old Mrs. so-and-so <gasps> and she said oh yeah she um she she lived in that house for many many years and she always like I don't know if my dad I can't remember if my dad said this or not but he said that she would always say that she was going to stick in the house and she would be there like after she was dead and stuff like that so he he thinks and my dad is not like he's a cynic he's not like every time I mention ghosts he's like oh Lauren you stupid bitch or whatever like why are you still interested in this type of thing? <laughs> it's top hat and like Monica he's like, he's like oh Lauren silly silly bumbling girl darling <laughs> but my dad was genuinely freaked out and he was like oh yeah it's old missus whatever and stuff but he said after he disconnected it it didn't happen again but he said every every week for like at least four or five weeks maybe even longer than that it would go off at 3am in the morning I would be like no thank you and I don't think my dad particularly liked being by himself either so that would have properly freaked him out I think but he wanted me to correct that story because he said you, you sort of passively remarked it it's like no no no. it was much more freakier than that because no one would be going by at that time and it kept going off at the same time and stuff and I was like okay dad I'll I'll, I'll solve this so but yeah that was a weird one do you know what like like makes it creepier it's the same time but like would a wee old lady come through at three o'clock like isn't that more demonic Oh yeah, it is. And I like I was like properly like, no, I'm not gonna say that. He said between three and four, but I was like proper like, oh not like I'm not even gonna say to him that that's like a thing because he would just poo it anyway. But I was also like didn't want to freak him out more so. Yeah. But yeah, that's a that was a weird one. And I can imagine, oh god, see if oh no, nah, I couldn't cope with that. Like that would really freak me out. Like I couldn't cope with that. It reminds me of your doorbell. Like I know yours doesn't go off, but is that is that the kind of doorbell it is? Like the one. Yeah, like because this is this is a Victorian house spell, so it's all got these sort of little little unique features and stuff. And like the bell itself is connected to this old wire system that then rings this like bell and stuff. It might go off in a second, by the way, because my Mac is being delivered. I'm like, yeah, new Mac. I'm buzzing. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, use my new Mac. Um, but yeah, it's that was a freaky one. Dad told me. I've got a couple of others for this episode, but I'll hand over to you for your story if you've got another well, one that was like sufficiently terrifying i think things are more terrifying when they happen to your parents because you almost like think parents are more like invincible i guess or like yeah. you can tell the mum and my dad and it sounds like your dad definitely and your mum are the same way like, like oh, the ghost i don't know what happened <laughs> um <laughs> they're both like they wouldn't just think they would probably write off most things that happen well I brought up the whole thing to my mum that I mentioned in an earlier episode again about the bungalow that we lived in beforehand and my mum remembered because I didn't think she'd remember about that as well and like my mum was like oh yeah about the bell like the bell used to go off in our house at like whatever time in the morning and stuff and my dad had to go and investigate and stuff oh and I I like I said before I I my room was at the front of the house my brother was in Aberdeen at the time and I remember I heard an entity step on the like the porches slabs and ring the bell but our our driveway was massive there's no way someone could like ring the bell and get away you'd see them running off because it was like a big garden that we had and stuff so that was freaky as well it was like kind of a similar experience you know that's not somebody playing chappy 
you know no no way it was early in the morning as well so no chance how annoying are we like our children like I can remember playing chatty and thinking it was hilarious I'd be raging kids do that here with me and then I would be like running after them so annoying why did we Mm. think that was so funny anyway um so my story is from one of my very good friends Lauren Lauren's my gal I've mentioned Lauren on the Pluckley episode because she's from Kent so her story is about a bakery in Kent that's not in Pluckley um but basically so she's giving me a bit of a backstory I'm just gonna read it out so she said so around 25 years ago my parents bought the bakery near Kent in England and it was built as a bakery a few hundred years ago and it still had original ovens which are apparently the second oldest in England so it's old um, so ever since they've had the, the bakery, really weird stuff happens and it does tend to happen to the bakers on the night shift. So people who are baking for the next day for things to buy, like they, because it's such an old kind of fashioned building, they open the doors to let all the heat out. And so they'll open the door and go and continue cooking and next time they'll go and the door will be closed and it just keeps happening. Stuff gets moved when they're baking, like things that are meant to be baked get moved and there's only one person on the night shift, so it's not like somebody could have came behind them and done it all. There's only one person there. Um, but after about a year that they had the place, it was kind of escalating. And one of the bakers took a picture of the back door that he'd left open just to be like, I'm going to like make sure that I'm not going crazy here, that I'm not opening this and then it's closing. Like I've opened it, beautiful. And when he w- walked through and did work, he walked back through after the door was open again so anyway he looked back at the photo properly and the fridge had a face in it no thank you not for me um and then she said the creepiest thing that happened was when his dad when her dad who owns the bakery was filling in for a night shift and he went to go and put a tray of cakes um into the oven which Honestly, how ideal does this sound apart from the hauntiness? Um, So he had a tray of cakes, went to put it in the oven to bake. And he picked it up and just as he went to put it in, he saw a face of a person in the oven sideways like that. Oh my God. No, thank you. So, no. And I can remember Lauren was my flatmate for quite a few years. um, And so I've known her for quite a while and we've obviously been pals with me. I've been like, do you have ghost stories? So I knew that there were some weird things in that bakery that happened to Lauren. Like because she, whenever Lauren went home for like summer holidays from uni, she would just work in the bakery with her parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she said there was a few weird things that happened to her, particularly on night shift when she was helping her dad out. Um, like she would be doing stuff and she would shout to her dad because she could hear him walking about in the room next door. Mm-hmm. And then he'd walk in the front door and not have been there the whole time. Oh my god! So she just said, basically, it's definitely haunted. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that people just like put up with it. The way it's just like, oh well, it's just something that happens and stuff. Like you know, what I mean, especially at work, you're probably so like just go on with it and get it done. Like you're probably just wanting to get home. Yeah, yeah, but you that. just go with it. That's freaky though. Uh, old venues like that have always got so much history in them, so they're all, they're obviously going to have that. And, be, and it's like there was an episode of something I was listening to recently where I think we mentioned as well about the the nurses that come back and like reenact oh, yeah. what, they, what they do. Waverly like, Hills, wasn't it? 
yeah yeah like oh, I'm, I'm just clocking on for my chef so I'm not going to stop this now just because I'm dead literally though but there must have been like I think there's something in the fact that there's the ovens are like potentially the second oldest bakery in all of England Mm-hmm. Did somebody get murdered by getting chucked in the oven? The fact that a photo saw the face and her dad saw the face in the oven. God, I don't know why. I fucking hope not. That's a horrible way to go. <laughs> like, is, but like history shows us that UK were not the nicest. We're not the nicest. Plus, health and safety wasn't a big thing either. Like, I don't, I don't know if they had HR in like thirteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's like get HR on the phone. Just got her finger. <laughs> Literally, they're like, they send a seven-year-old up a chimney to clean it. Speaking of which, speaking of fingers, by the way, I have to say my um, blender incident, they're actually healing quite well. It's only slightly de- deformed, which I'm quite happy about. You're going to be like, take my strong hand. Yeah, take my strong hand. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank God for that. Um, so I, um, I'll i do another quick story, or not quick story, but um, or I'll try and make it as quick as possible because I know I meander. But um, so again, where I grew up, now there's a lot of there's I actually grew up in quite a sort of freaky area, right? So between um Edinburgh and where I used to live, um there's a road called the A70. So um it's a kind of almost like it's a it's a long road from Edinburgh. You leave Balerno and it takes you all the way to like Lanark and um and like uh Carstairs and places like that. It's like this long road and it kind of mirrors both the A71 and West Lothian and, and the M8. So it's like oh, one of the major roads. Years, ideal. Just as a little anecdote to make this a bit less scary, we went on a school trip to somewhere in Lanark and they were like, What river is this behind us? And I was like, the Lanark River. And they were like, <laughs> No, it's the Clyde. And I was like, I'm just gonna... Clyde. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um so basically, so I never really, I actually just remembered this the other day there. So I was trying to think of what to do because there's a really, really, and we'll do this in a later episode, but it's not really relevant today. Um, there's There was a really, really famous like UFO um, ab- uh, abduction on that road. So, because it's a really, really long, long, desolate road, right? So I, after... And it and it's like it goes into like right into the sort of hills and stuff, and you could be the only car for miles and miles and miles and stuff. And then beside you, there's no houses; it's like fields and bogland, and then there's a big reservoir and stuff like that. And then you get like little houses dotted off the road and stuff that are kind of like in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. So this is this area is really well known for like UFO sightings and stuff like that. Like we saw UFOs where we used to live and things like that, which I'll go into in another episode. No way. Um, but yeah, yeah, but um. There's a really famous tale. It's called the A70 abduction and stuff like that. So look it up if you want to learn more about it. But anyway, so uh, when I was at university, I didn't actually, I used to stay at home most of the time or stay at my friend's house as much to their dismay. Um, and I remember a couple of times when I was in first year, I was like, I, I could drive. So I would just go into uni. I'd go to like meet my friends in a pub, wouldn't drink. And then I would just like drive home afterwards. And sometimes I'd drive home at like, I don't know, like, like, like midnight and stuff like that and I was so unwitting I would just be like I'll just go the A70 because it takes me straight to my house and I wouldn't be thinking like oh I'm going through like really really like like really like, territory long, right now. strange territory right so I remember one night I was actually I was actually driving back and it must have been about 11 12 o'clock at night it wasn't so so late but it was like late enough to be really really dark and it was misty and stuff and the road is like it's a dangerous road there's been like a lot of like car accidents a lot of fatalities and stuff like that and it's and like even the road to my mum's house um 
because like you go it, the, the road leads to like Tarbrax and like where my mum lives and stuff like that it's like really like they're, they're they're supposedly haunted roads and then me not thinking I was like driving along the A70 and stuff like I'm blasting out Jordan Sparks or something like that or whatever Banger. and eventually I got to like a certain point in the road because this is like 2000 and like probably like 2003 so this is a long time ago obviously it's mad to think 2003 is a long time ago now um so I was driving home and stuff and all of a sudden there like the road started to get it, it goes down a dip and it started to get super super misty and I was like um driving probably about 60 56 miles an hour and stuff like that and I'm I'm quite a competent driver so at least I thought I was so I was just like hammering down the road and stuff I remember as the mist got worse and worse and worse I was starting to get a bit freaked out and I remember at one point on the road I can't believe I just thought this other day I remember there was a person that I was like saw like on walking on like the driver's side of the road like as in walking towards me like safely on the driver's side of the road but it was like I don't think they had a torch I don't think they had anything with them and I literally it was like I think it was a guy like a young guy and I drove past him and I remember looking in like the wing mirror and stuff like that and like literally being like oh I wonder where he's going because it's like in the middle of nowhere and stuff like that and I literally because of the mist I I put it down to being the mist and stuff I just couldn't see them in the wing mirror and I just kept driving because I thought if they needed help they would flag me down and um I remember thinking about it as I got home and stuff like that. And I remember at that point in the road where I was at that bit where there's, there's like two, like there's like dips and there's like a hidden bit where like, if you lost control of your car, you could like hit someone. Um, but pretty much exactly where I saw that guy walking or whatever I presume was walking is, was like the point where there was like a really serious accident a few years ago and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of accidents at that particular point, but that was the actual point of it. And I was like, why didn't I, why didn't he like, why didn't they have a torch? Why didn't they flag me down? Like, why didn't I, like, you know what I mean? And so that's always kind of freaked me out. And I was thinking about that the other day there. I was like, I wonder if that was a ghost. It certainly could have been. Have you looked up like articles about the, the crash that happened there to see if it looks like the guy you saw? I actually haven't. I probably should. Or would that freak you out? That would probably freak me out. Do you know what? And another reason that I didn't want to look it up is because I know that I actually know that there, there was local people that were involved in that and stuff like that and you know you don't want to read about like because there was somebody from West Lothian that like had like smashed head on into a car and stuff like that and there was like there was more the than whole, just yeah and I was kind of like I don't really want to look this up but I remember thinking about it but yeah there was like see some things I forget because I drank so heavily through my 20s and stuff like that but I was like actually quite a few things happened on that road but I remember there was that time where I saw that guy walking by and I'm like where the fuck were you walking to Mm -hmm. but like it could be it was just someone who'd been at their pal's house and they were walking back to Blerno or whatever and stuff like that but like I can't emphasize enough it's like a desolate road it's like it's like for miles you would be walking and it's supposedly haunted and has alien abductions so I was like no no way but that was an experience that happened to me as well also I think um you did the right thing by not stopping because history has taught us that we should not do that (laughs) well there I don't know if this is an urban myth or not but on that same road as well supposedly there was a guy that went missing from car stairs he like basically flagged down a car and he killed the guy now this I think I'm not again I must look into the I think I've tried to investigate this before and stuff but apparently they flagged down the car he was totally mental he killed the guy and he drove off in the car with his girlfriend in the car oh my god like <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me I think Carstairs does have a bit of a reputation doesn't it 
I would love to go and see it, but um, don't let anybody in your car, guys. That's the yeah. this lesson here. Don't don't stop, especially if you're like a young female, because I must have been about seventeen at the time as well, because I was quite young going to uni and stuff, because I was so clever. You're like um, I was so smart that I went to Harvard when I was in P one. I was at P one. <laughs> I was P one. I was at uni in that. Eh? Um, but I remember, like, because I was like, I would never stop for anybody. Though. Like, I have to say, like, unless it was a woman at the side of the road, and even then, I would be cautious and stuff like that. And if I thought Boy. they were in distress, but like, I mean, he was just walking along and stuff. But I was just thinking, it's a misty night. It was dark. I mean, all he would be able to do is follow the road and stuff. 100%. Like, I wouldn't stop for him. I wouldn't stop for women because I know women can be like be used to try and, you know, get women to stop as well. Yeah. I, <laughs> even, like, have you heard those stories about, like, people who play sounds of babies crying because they know that it will get people outside? To yeah. Get, and I'm like, unless I can see the baby... I'm still probably going to just phone the police. Yeah. Oh, God, I never take risks. I remember one time my brother and me were playing and stuff like that. And I think we were playing on a Tarzan swing with some of the kids in the local area. And this guy, I'm sure he meant good intentions. Like, he wasn't, like, trying to, like... But um, my brother actually fell and he hit his face because my brother was always bloody getting in and stuff like that he must have hit his face off the tarzan swing which was like a thick branch and he was bleeding like his eye was bleeding and stuff like that and this guy pulled over to the side of the road because he saw that something was happening or whatever and he was like get in my car he's like I'll take you home I'll take him home up the road and stuff like that and I just get being like it's fine we only live just there up the road like I'll walk up I was determined I was like because I was like the oldest of the group I was like no way is my brother or any of us getting in your car I'm sure the guy was like concerned and stuff because he was like oh like because it looked really really bad but I've always been taught like to be super super cautious as any Uh, child should be by the way (laughs) like it's really interesting because um one of the doctors I worked with he said on his first day he was making the drive I think he was from Glasgow and working in Aberdeen or or some way around so it was a fair drive and he parked his car and started driving and there was a really bad car accident on the side of the road and he kind of thought I do have a moral obligation here to stop Mm mm-hmm as a nearly doctor but then I'm like I don't want to die yeah if you saw a car crash you would obviously like I would stop probably stop yeah of course, of course. There. but like if it was just one random guy saying they needed help I'd be like mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> sorry my music's really loud I have to keep going I'm like I can't hear you over folklore <laughs> yeah so, Taylor's like unless you want to do a duet of exile with me <laughs> we're done (laughs) no god I actually feel bad one time I know people did pull over for her and stuff like that but I was driving to I can't remember I was driving to but I remember like my full family was in the car and my ex and um a woman I must have got out of her car and she must have been choking on something and she was like that like "Ah!" and I remember not realizing until we'd way past that's what was happening but thank god a lot of people just pulled over there was probably quite a lot thank god some a few people pulled over to help her and stuff like that to the Heimlich remover but I was but I also thought I'd be no use there because I'm crap at that sort of thing like how you would give that emotional support you'd be like well get yeah, it like, oh my god just just yeah. spit it out babe just spit it out <laughs> like, sorry to stop my mic there yeah. I, I, um, how I do that yeah have you ever choked like properly choked where you can't even speak no it is the scariest thing Absolutely. and I have such a fear of going through cho- like that happening when I'm by myself because there's no way it's horrible that you know 
I'm about to I'm about to tell you a trauma before I tell you another story. I was in the cinema and I got a pick and mix the elite movie snack and I got there was cola cubes in it which I'm aren't my cubes but I think I remember I had a bit of a sore throat or something so I was like you know what we sucky three mm-hmm. and so I got some cola cubes and one got lodged in my throat and when I say like lodged in my throat I was like oh and when you're properly choking, you can't make a noise so oh like, I was actually like flapping my friend like I'm talking like <laughs> oh my god and I was like trying to cough up and she like whacked my back and it went Phew. and I was like oh I feel like I've had a bloody near death experience and now that that's happened oh, it's horrible it's horrible uh, I'm sure I've I'm sure like there was definitely a occasion where I was being I think I was being sick or something like that and I thought that I, I couldn't but I was I think I was okay in the end and stuff but I know what you mean that panic especially if you're by yourself I mean fuck what do you do do you run into something how do you even help yourself that poor woman just getting out of car like oh it was awful and I remember thinking oh Christ but then you know it was one of the main roads to Edinburgh so I presume that like there would have been somebody that knew what they were doing like like so many people are trained in first aid now it's like it's she would have been I think she was fine actually because I saw like somebody got out but um but yeah god as I remember when I passed that guy or that figure on the road and stuff I remember I did slow down but I was also thinking I didn't want to scare if it was a real person I didn't want to scare them as well because they're probably thinking I just want to get home and not get like you know because I slowed down to try and see who it was or see them and stuff like that but I was like I'll just I'll just keep going because otherwise they might think I'm trying to kidnap them So, yeah, I'll tell you a story from one of my friends called Louise, who also is kind of a bit of a sceptic. So, or she believes in stuff, but, like, we're quite hardcore with ghosts. So as soon as somebody who's not hardcore with ghosts tells me a story, I get really excited. So she told me a story a few years ago um, about, do you remember when you would have a family computer back in the day that you'd all share? Yeah. And you'd all be, like, on MSN. Mm-hmm. people and um she said like they had the communal computer I think in the hallway and like if she was up late on MSN her mum would hear her and come come out and be like you need to go to bed Louise <laughs> so she was like yeah okay and so she went to bed one night and she heard somebody typing on the computer at like one o'clock in the morning so she was like who the fuck's allowed on the computer because I'm not mm-hmm. so she like went and had a look and there was no one there but she could hear she was like I could hear the clacking off the keyboard like somebody was pressing the buttons so anyway she went back to bed and then she heard somebody else getting up and she was like I think somebody else went to go and have a look or something and realized there was no one there as well and they heard it like quite consistently for the next hour and I was like <coughs> sorry it's like someone goes to try to watch porno <laughs> and I was like were they trying to type you a message did you look and she was like no no I didn't look <laughs> Imagine they were like Pornhub. <laughs> Corpse Spine. Right. If it's dial-up, it would take ages. It's like a erotic wow. literature. <laughs> they were like, fuck this, I can't be arsed. So anyway, the next day, her mum went, were you on the computer at like one o'clock last night? And Louise was like, no, but I heard somebody typing and she was like, yeah, me too. So they both heard it, which makes it more creepy, I think, when you know that somebody else is hearing it. It's not. Yeah, that's freaky. Also, why? If it's not on, like, what are they searching for? Like, it's not working, babes. Like, you're not going to get your erotic literature unless you turn everything on. <laughs> like, unless, like, I don't know, unless it was, like, a wee old person that was, like, what's this? <laughs> yeah, 
like, what's this? Tape, 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 tape. Oh, God. It might Honestly. have been on. I just don't think they checked because they were like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck I understand. <laughs> they were like, nah, abort mission. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are the ghost stories I have. Amazing. Well, I think we've done quite a lot, actually, this week. For our first Sinister session, I think we need to, like... We'll we'll get more and more of them as time goes on. I definitely have to get more off my. Uh, I'm sure. So my apparently um, my father's uh, wife partner. Um, she's got quite a lot of stories that she wants to pass on to me, and she actually, I'm pretty sure she's got a bit freaky as well. Like she's got like sort of like medium s kind of qualities. So I think she'll have a lot of good stuff to pass on. So I'll try and catch up with her soon as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, another. Another episode of Spooky Tales. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's creepier when it's people that are like we're not telling stories that we've like Googled and read about. Like these are people we know. I know. Or scary. I do remember, um, yeah, there was a couple of um stories that she's told me in the past. That I thought oh, it would be quite good to do and stuff. Cause they're actually like they had like I think one of the stories she actually had an interaction with a ghost, like a conversation with someone who was dead and had it verified. Nope, that is not for me. Um, but I think I'm a little bit ghosted out now, Lauren, are you? Yeah, I'm done with this ghost shit for today, I have to say. I'm going to watch more of that cellmate secrets, which I'd recommend to people that like crime and stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to go, and do you know what? See, since it's Sunday, my mum's just tried to call me, so I'm going to have to call my mum and find out what she's wanting. But I am actually going to treat myself to um, a healthy stroke, not healthy afternoon of treats. So um, I'm going to, I've not done this for a while. I'm going to get some camembert and I'm going to melt it in the oven. There is nothing better than baked camembert, honestly. It's so Eek, I'm going to get it. I'm going to have the garlic. I'm going to get the rosemary. I'm going to get some nice bread. Oh. I'm going to get myself a nice, I'm, I know it's Sunday, guys, but it's summertime. I'm going to get myself a nice bottle of wine. Oh, 100%. Nice. I might actually go for a white, dry white wine, maybe a sauvé today and just chill it and then just. That would go with cheese better, I do think. I don't know. I think a dry white wine. I think a sauvé will do. Yeah, like I remember that. like getting white wine because I'm not a very big wine fan at all but there was like this kind of cheap bottled white wine in France and it was like two euros and it was fucking unreal it's just so mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. I was like I could just live here and then we got like freshly made camembert oh I might go and buy so camembert now that you said that <laughs> I know I'm gonna do that and I'm just gonna get a couple of other like little treats for my sal um that's the good thing of living in Peebles by the way um just for anyone perspective wants to buy here and stuff like that there's such variety of shops. We've got like we've got actually got a cheesemonger type of place around the corner. We've got our own butchers. We've got a Sainsbury's. Got a Tesco, and they're all in walking distance. Oh yes. I'm gonna do that. I might go and buy. I might, might go and buy cheese. That might be what I do. I know. Well, I just feel like well, I'm not gonna do anything today. It's nice weather outside, so I'll probably go for a wee walk and listen to one of my books that I've downloaded and stuff. And then I'll come back via Sainsbury's. Also, the cats are begging me for dreamies. Every time I get up, they're like, It's a dreamy time, it's a dreamy time. So I'm gonna go get them some dreamies. Plus, my cats have only been fed like super healthy biscuits recently, and I've noticed they're like little athletic cats now. They're like not podgy <laughs> at all. So I was like, I'm maybe I'll them up. Sunday treat. For sure. 
you need it for Sunday because you've got work tomorrow and work sucks. I was actually reading this yesterday because I've been super healthy since I had COVID and honestly I think it was like a subconscious like you need to get better bitch this is not a time to eat in sweets like you need to get veggies in um and I have I've ate so healthy I think I've lost like half a stone like not even me <gasps> because of like just because of appetite and like feeling so shit so I was actually like yesterday I was like oh I'm craving like a wee treat and I was like should I though and then I was like do you know what I'm gonna look into this and it was like the science behind a cheat meal and like it's not for everyone but they were saying that like your metabolism will slow down if you like restrict 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 without an occasional like treat of some sort so I was like this is basically medicinal so I'm gonna have carbonara so I had carbonara that's a good shout are you making it from scratch or are you gonna get like a little pre-packed no I got it from there's a wee Italian here and it's so good so good it's really nice actually we should go before I um move it's um it's like proper Italian and you go inside and it proper feels like you're in Italy it's really nice it's lovely we should definitely go. You should come into that cheese and wine bar, actually. That's oh. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I've been a couple of times. I went myself when I was on my holiday, so I felt I felt like I needed to treat myself a little bit more and like pretend like I'm, you know, having a good time and stuff, which I am actually having a good time. I'm mm. actually loving life right now. Um, but I did actually go to. Oh God, actually, I just remembered something that happened last night as well. Should I like oh, no. for? <laughs> Tell us. Yeah. So there's two cupboards in my room, right? Oh, no. Like, no seriously I was actually thinking about this because I've just noticed the cats down there and um that was another thing that happened last night which was oh. one of the cupboards in the room opened up and I was like, oh, no. what I hate about that the particular cupboard that I'm looking at there's actually these weird scratch marks inside oh, where my I, think they must have, I think they must have obviously previous owners have like put like like maybe they had a Christmas tree in there or something like, like a plastic one or whatever and it scratched the walls but like there's loads I'll I'll maybe put it on Instagram it is quite freaky there's like scratch marks in the walls inside so as you said my cupboard I was gone I know that that was opened last night and actually when I turned the light on because I don't normally do that as well I'm I'm not afraid of the dark at all but when I turned it on last night and I noticed it was open I was like see those fucking cats have been opening that thing and that's what opened me up I'll be raging but also I noticed that the cats were asleep on the bed so I was like oh there's something oh lord save me (laughs) it's just giving me horror movie vibes no I don't like it I've actually got I took a photo to put on Instagram I can't believe I forgot to tell you this so I went for a walk yesterday um, and I avoided anyone you know near me but I just needed fresh air and I went to wander and I came across a very Blair Witch looking place really little stick figures and little stick things in the ground so I took Whereabouts, well, don't tell me actually because you want to reveal exactly where you are, even though I've told everyone puts in my address or whatever. <laughs> You're like, so what street was that? <laughs> yeah, what street um, was that? No, it was in like a, a kind of big country park in, in Midlothian, which, is, which was, it was it's lovely, but um, yeah, I came across these weird stick figure things in the mud and hanging from the trees. And I was like, what is there witches in Midlothian still? There must be. Probs, eh? Must be. I know that there's a lot in East Lothian a huge like uh Wiccan community in Trinan. Is there in Trinan? Ah. Ah, really? like anyone can go with them on these like hunts and stuff. I kind of want to go. 
that's kind of cool I do I love I love the history of which actually there's a really good podcast actually um there's the Witches of Scotland podcast which is really good which I recommend but there was also another one that BBC did with Susan Morrison um called Witch Hunt and it really goes into a lot of detail to speak to historians speak to professors and stuff about the history of witchcraft in Scotland and it's banging I actually might listen to that when I go out because I fucking love stuff like that I really do and I've listened to it about nine times I love it love it send me the pictures put them on Instagram like nursery nursery children making stick figures or whatever and we're just like, like oh my god there's witches could 100% be boy scouts like trying to make like messages of peace and I'm like what the fuck is Blair Witch doing in Midlothian <laughs> what the fuck's Blair Witch doing here but what a film anyway on that happy note let's let's not talk about Ghost for a wee Bailey. <laughs> yeah let's not thank you so much for listening guys and remember follow us on Instagram at is this place haunted podcast and we will see you for our next episode on Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, wait, were you going to say the topic? I was going to say the topic. Um, so it's on Wednesday. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be on the Ouija board. Fab. I'm excited. And uh, we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.